Hello, namaste. What is good, people? Welcome to the much-anticipated episode 007. You're here with me, Abias, and the usual host. We've got Anz and we've got Shri. Lads, this one's a special one, ain't it? Oh, for sure, Definitely, man. bro. Sure. Got some special yeah. guests lined up as well. 100%. We've got OGs, man. We've got OGs in the building. We've got a real, real, real DJ Fusion artist there. Big up yourself. And we have DJ Blazer, obviously guy there as well. Um, What's happening, people? Yeah, What's like happening, said, people? Like I said, the OGs in the in the radio game, if you don't want to explain yourself. So, Gurkhas of radio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you for having us, boys. Thank you for, you know, it's a special occasion for us to come in and sort of chat with you guys. You guys are doing a good job. Great job, even. And yeah, I see you guys going places, man. And keep up the hard work because you guys are getting interesting every week. And thank you for having us. It'll be an honor to share some story with you guys and also your listeners. Definitely, definitely. So also we have Addis in the building as well. So you guys were a duo way back. Okay. Obviously our views, uh, this is a bit of a, you know, these guys were in the 1980s um, doing this. Not 1980s, but in the early 2000s. <laughs> these guys were running. The veterans, the veterans, then. the gore cars, isn't it? That's <laughs> a whole decade. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was what's it called? Endlessbase.com. Addis, if you just like to uh, shed some yeah, light on that. So this and, was when we were in secondary school. So this must have been when I was about ten, eleven. We obviously big passion R and B, hip hop music, and we thought, okay, why don't we share that passion? And that's when we started a a radio station called Endlessbase.com. Yeah, yeah. We use something called uh, Shoutcast, so I don't even I don't even know if that thing is around these days, but Shoutcast, you turn it on, literally in seconds, you've connected yourself to the world. And back then, you know, when you when, when broadband just came about, that was that was pretty revolutionary. So, yeah, man, we we just we to, just to give the audience um context, what year was this? So you said you're 10, 11. So is that what, 2002? Good, good point, actually. So this was, we finished secondary school, 2006. So we're talking around 2003, 2004. You guys are like, <laughs> right, we got, we yeah. got, yeah, we got badges on the court today. Oh yeah, basically before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> basically, bro, basically, it's trees time, isn't it? It's trees time. <laughs> um, and just with regards to your content, was that radio based or was that music? Did you guys do like a podcast or what, what was that? What was the content you guys were pushing out? It, it was a bit of a combination, um, taking off from Addis. It was a bit of a combination because we, like Addis mentioned, endlessbase.com. Um, and then we obviously wanted to sort of branch out. Um, we had a good team around us. And then we, went, we also opened Nepali Connect, uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, the Nepalese side of, of things. So we had a 24-hour radio station. Uh, you know, just to answer your question, we was, we was having loads of things like pranks. Uh, we was doing loads of um, special hours, uh, sort of, you know, bring back the memories, yeah. like the old school tunes. Um, yeah, we we had a window where we had this, you know, we were speaking and that, but remaining time it was auto DJ and it it was growing, it was it was doing well, you know, it was improving. Mm. And I heard you guys were doing like live live shows as well, so you actually get people to actually call you in. Quite yeah, mad. we we did we did. I mean, like with Addis, uh, we was we all have different roles in it, and um, obviously some you know we, at that time it was MSN. Um, yeah, everyone's just MSN, MSN, and then we would we would get people coming in, writing writing us to our our MSN chat, saying, "Look, this is the person." It was all a friendly pranks and that we used to do that just for just for the bands, um, and something something that we enjoyed. Any really memorable pranks you guys still remember? Like, anyone, did you did you make anyone like you know, um, like run down the street naked or something? What, what was that? <laughs> Was there a cash prize? Was there a thousand pound cash prize? What was going on? <laughs> this was this was radio. 
So there was no video element to it. But as far as like a three man band goes, it was legit. We had jingles, proper intros, uh, a phone number they could call us in. While they speak live on air, they would obviously be broadcasted as well. And I think, uh, Abisca, correct me if I'm wrong, you could literally just pick, the caller could pick who they wanted to get pranked or who who they wanted to prank. And then we would would just call them up and have fun. And back then, the excitement, that they would get because we in terms of listenership we got about about five six seven hundred yeah. like, concurrent listeners yeah. um and even that was enough to create a bit of a buzz man so exactly. that for us, that should we should we bring it back lads an episode radio we feeling feeling that oh an episode radio yeah let's, let's, let's <laughs> that's, 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 that's definitely that's new. definitely a step up boys because i think um with this podcast what you guys doing you're you're engaging in, in more audience you're reaching out to more people you're you're almost going global now and Hopefully, with time, mm-hmm. the demands will go up. People want to hear more um, because you guys are generally really interested. Yeah, in definitely, too. man. So I think that's a, that's a definitely a platform you can jump into, boys. Get your people to call my people, yeah. Yeah. So, so how a... did it come to an end then? Because obviously, I don't. Is it still going on or? Yeah, good question, man. Is DJ Fusion still wearing the deck? Or... <laughs> nah. Is DJ uh, still blazing? No. <laughs> nice one, man. I think the DJ is still blazing. Yeah. <laughs> Give them one air answer. <laughs> no, I think, I think I think I think yeah. how what happened is obviously like the time we came, um, and obviously there's a long we, we did it for a few years even, and we were mm-hmm. very young. I mean, how young was we that we were getting paid by Google? We had Google ads in our in our website. We were so young that we had to use our our parents' bank card because our kid was a student, oh, a baby right. card. Okay. So no we were we were that yeah we were that young, and one of the key factors of us sort of not taking it. Uh, forward which obviously now looking back at it you you want to change your things but it was obviously education so we were into university mm. and all that you know and plus we were going different places uh, different courses and it was not sustainable but it was it was yeah, very yeah, hard yeah. to detach engineering ki doctor that's that's the typical nepali you know like having that conversation back in the days like mommy, daddy, to UK applications, honey. Yeah, China. China, I've got you. More On a more serious note, I think what you guys did, especially with regards to like what you were saying when you actually started to make income out of this, what the Google ads, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's mad because like we haven't reached that stage yet. We're still just mm-hmm. doing it because you know because we have free time or. Just trying mm. to share information, but I think and we enjoy it as well. Exactly. Yeah. No, no sure. I think I think I think you guys are amazing because, like, like I said, up until now, uh, since we did it, there was a little hype, and then you know people around knew us as DJ Blazer, yeah, yeah. DJ Fusion, and then the hype Salonu, and then you guys are sort of sort of, you're the only ones really to sort of bring it back up again, kind of like how Stormzy's bring up Grime again, but, you know, related to mm. Wiley. So it's like that where you guys are bringing it back up again, where you know, you you know, you guys are more relevant to listen to, you know, and it's good because someone has to start, someone has to start on it. Yeah, wilding out, wilding out, wilding out. So yeah, talking about the dates, you know, two thousands, you guys made the radio. I'm gonna ask that killer question. Drop that kid. Every Nepali out there asks this question. So what age did you guys come to the UK or we born like Babu? Migration, yeah. For me, uh, I came in 95, so I was about three and a half years old, man. So I was born in Kathmandu, but very yeah. much raised in London, man. But yeah, speaking yeah. Of Bali and everything, I'm proper painting a coconut picture of myself. 
fully, fully uh, uh, embracing and love the culture. So I'm as Nepali as it gets, apart from reading and writing. But you know, mm-hmm. what about you, Obiskadai? Yeah, me. I came in a little bit later than Addis. Obviously, our visa didn't pass in Nepal. You know, I'm a bag of waiting for the queue for the visa of approvals, isn't it? Um, them days, everybody wanted to leave Nepal. So yeah, we. I come at when I was eight years old, man. So I, I kind of sort of walked into year six in here. Um, yeah, yeah, it was up until then. I was in Nepal. Um, shout year out year six when you was when you was eight, bro. Was it? Yeah. They're fact checking you. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, is it year five? Isn't it? I think it was year five. I don't think you went straight to year six, bro. You was you you did a few a few years in primary school. Well, that's okay. That's a fault. And it's thirteen, bro. I think it was thirteen. I popped in. I don't know, bro. It's a long time ago. Put it this way: I've been in the UK. I've been in the UK more of my life than I was in Nepal. In it. Like, did you guys come straight into London? Did you come straight into London or did you like? Because I know a lot, a lot of older people um, like probably went to Nottingham or Manchester or even Scotland. But did, were you straight into London or? Yeah, um, I mean, with, where, where in, about in, you live? In reference to me, like when I came in, obviously it, it links to Addis here, eh, Adija Fusion. Um, first place I stayed was in his house. Um, we knew. No way. My, yeah, my parents communicated in that. Yeah, so you also were blazing it up from young, yeah. <laughs> from them days, bro, would you get put out? What I kind of brother, you don't sneak out of the balcony and things. You know them ones, you don't want to get clocked. Uh, like um yeah, but from from them days, but we, we we were, you know, first place I stayed was his house, and it that was the start really. At two thousand, I think. When you guys came in then, um like did you ever uh, experience like racism, you know? Like I the whole struggle, that. the whole struggle, because we yeah. came in, right? I think like obviously all of us we had that time. We came in, obviously everyone's fresh uh we still i remember i came in and i was gonna you might, I might remember this as well i vividly remember so i was asked for milk in it but i was like that can i have some milk my answer milk, i said bro. you guys milk milk what's this boy asking bro i was like i, 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 first, like, <laughs> I, I swear to god I, I wasn't even being bad but when he came in innocently in it that was his first approach of like uh, for the english in it even I remember. And I have some milik, bro. I was like, what was that? What's he talking about, bro? <laughs> so we all, we all had those fresh times. So what, what, like, was there some struggle to put the, the, the side of struggle as well? Like, I know a lot, a lot of us kind of stayed in homes where, you know, at the start it was a struggle. You didn't come in and had a mansion waiting for you. It had to no. be, you know, all about, mm. we started, we kind of climbed the ladder and, you know, it's, it's, it's great where yeah. we are right now. But exactly. that's, you know, Give some sort of uh, 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 a tribute to the struggle. Yeah, a lot yeah, of Nepali I mean, people can, can relate to that as well because, like, most of us are first generations. So, for, for me, exactly, like, um, like I'm first generation to go to university. My brother will be the, like, the second generation. My parents didn't actually go to university. So, coming here, struggling, and, you know, grafting your way resonates with most Nepali households like, in the UK. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually third generation. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Third generation. <laughs> We've got Dave Chappelle's on this call, don't we? My man coming in like iPhone 3, bro. <laughs> nah, basically, nah, because my dad went, my sister went, and then it's me now. Oh. I think I think when we first came, like, obviously, my time, I came in, and obviously, coming from Nepal, your English is not obviously, you know, tip-top, in it. So when you come here, you obviously, it's the easiest language to learn, but obviously, I had that, I wouldn't say racism, but I had a bit of obviously neglect and that in the beginning because at that time, bro, I mean, people nowadays, all the listeners now here, I mean, they're all, they've got loads of Nepali people around them. You know what I mean? Like loads of families have migrated, mm. settled in. In my time, obviously 2000, uh, we're talking 20 years ago now, 
Um, there was literally no one, bro. There was there was hardly much people. Addis's family and they were the established batch uh, and a few other established people, but everybody else of Grafton came in, in, coming in and sort of bringing your money from Nepal and, and then sort of finding a job. And there was loads of complications, obviously, trying to get into a first school and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But those struggles, yeah. I guess, the, the newcomers don't get to see anymore, which is good. Yeah, man. So, Just to actually touch on that, when you said, uh, when you talked about racism, like taking it back to 1995, from 95 to 2000, you have to understand, like, Nepali to Tordim, like, just generally, Asian people, it wasn't very common. So Mm -hmm. I actually, me, my brother, and a few other, you know, know, people of colour, we faced overt racism, like, Mm -hmm. to a level where going down to the park, I'll look outside my window and check, you know, Harry across the road isn't also playing outside because they were just overtly racism, packy, throwing things Damn. and stuff. So it was at that level where, yeah, man, it, it it actually, you know, does affect how, you know, your outlook at the time. Now, luckily, my brother, um, he had that heroic moment where he thought, you know what, enough is enough. And then he started going gym, learned taekwondo. <laughs> and I vividly remember when you guys said, can you, you know, is there any like, particular memory? I remember when we had that confrontation and it was the Goraz versus Nas. And my no brother, way. fully, I shouldn't say Goraz, by the way, you know, but I yeah, love yeah, yeah. people. But White people. And, and <laughs> dramatize it. <laughs> um, he was, he swiped their legs, did like constant, no like dropping them on the floor, Taekwondo. And I'm not. My man came with a Kunaguero left, 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 right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and so that, that brought about courage for us. And, and that was. That that included secondary school. People got a reputation that okay, Ash, who's my brother, was that guy that he wasn't going to take shit. So that that made it a bit easier. But otherwise, man, it was it was it was pretty. It was very over. Um, I, I, I think people people's mind at that time wasn't as advanced, didn't it? Like you you guys saw when it like you know Little Britain got removed just a few days ago because I and mean, those time it was so popular. So people at that time were the racial side of true. not taking it not taking yeah. into account. Because uh, because we were a minority and we still are in, in, in a the, whole, the diversity whole picture. Just wasn't there. Yeah, the diversity wasn't there. Now it's normalized. Now you know you turn the road, you see different races. It's normalized. Back then we were super minority, man. So mm. yeah, and, probably and probably explains why everyone clustered up in one area. Because like how Nepal were London on he plumbed ki ordered ki reading, you know them one. So you you yeah, exactly. you, you have a, yeah. a hub point. You wouldn't go to South Kensington or you wouldn't go to West, I don't mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't go to those areas where not Nepal, not many Nepal people have settled in. Mm-hmm. And hence exactly. why you get this colony of people there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that kind of reflects on the fact that it was so difficult to not do to do that. So it was so difficult to just go out there and do it yourself individually. You had to be together to kind of amass as one and then success could actually breed. So it kind of, it's, it's really cool to actually reflect. But also thinking about, so the struggle was there, um, did we obviously face similar struggles in terms of the schooling life? Obviously, we, we went to primary school and obviously in primary school, we were obviously year six. You're, you know, you're, you're top of the class. You're, you're the tallest man in the whole place. You're, you're, you, there's queues for the food. And King of the castle you're, you're, at that time, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. You, you'd be butting your way in, you know, if you're in that group. Um, but in secondary school, you go and all of a sudden you're the smallest ones in, in the whole batch. And um, like your levels are towering over you. Like, did you guys face like how was the primary school to secondary school transition? Was there anything like, like racism or any big issues that you yourself as Asians or Nepalis you felt 
or just the fact that you're still acclimatizing to the new uh, new environment? Um, um, yeah, go ahead, Addis. Yeah, I'll just say in terms of, you know what, in terms of actually in school, you know, there was there was a bit of racism. There was a bit, you know, can I have a packet of crisp? Um, <laughs> Ding dong, you know, press the bus, you know, the red button on the bus. There, there was a bit of that, but but I'll tell you yeah, what, it was yeah. so bad that that is that was casual racism. Um, there was there was this other like tendency to just jump on people's like physical features. So if you had a big nose, you'd be wrecked, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm blessed with some overly sized earlobes. People were jumping, <laughs> not literally, but they were. Li- it was <laughs> so that that was a bit that of that skin fade wasn't helping you, bro. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that skin fade was not helping. That contrast. talking about skin fade. Do you guys remember your first haircuts in the UK? Like that bowl mm. cut. Your mum's cut. <laughs> I think, I think, I think with me, bro, it was I had no choice in it because I wanted to get a proper barber in it, but like all my friends did, obviously, and I proposed that to my my papsy, and I just got a look from it. So <laughs> I just just said, okay, man, sat put put like a mura thing in the tub, and then basically no no nothing, bro, no apron, nothing, bro. We literally all couple all over you. You just says go get straight into the shower, in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like no choice, bro. The, my first haircut was obviously epic, man. Obviously, people were impressed the next day. <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> did did anyone else have the bottom cut where it, you're basically you basically have bottom on every month and your hair is like 0.5 all round and your hairline is absolutely just the worst thing ever have you guys yeah. even done your bottom how old are you yeah i had, I had <laughs> I, i've done I mine as well got one in there yeah. you've all done it yeah yeah no I, no 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 i did mine in me and me and obviously that we haven't done it because no, I, like, I've not done it, bro. I've not done it. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's. I, there's I this thing about more than you have to do Giri's, before you get married, the, right? Yeah, the thing yeah, is, Giri's Giri's um don't do bottoming like for some reason we're like it's just it's just taken out of our agenda, bro. You know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's not an essential thing. You know, like <laughs> quick pivot to old... casting. Yeah, boys yeah. are missing up, man. <laughs> I think mean, I mean the Hajjul that did it, yeah, they had the Johnny. Although it's a very good point, though, Bortoman is a key factor. Like, obviously, when, you know, later on in life and parents, you know, pass away. And that, that's the time when you're doing puja and stuff. The, whoever has a Bortoman, who has a Dhago and mm-hmm. stuff, they, they, has a, they, they can do certain things um, mm-hmm. in terms of participating in the ritual. But if you haven't got it, and you can't do certain things. So you do have, a, you know, later on in life, there, there's that little element of regret because... My papsy didn't, but he, he didn't have Bortomona, right? Whereas my brothers did, yeah, yeah. Uh, his brothers did. And then he had priority, they had priority over him, even him being the older. So I guess there's a, there's a yeah, it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to doing though, at one point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah, so, me, so like, <laughs> did you guys ever, did you guys go school in Nepal, by the way? Any, obviously you went to school, but do you remember stuff? Do you remember, like, obviously you must have had those moments you get punished as the most deadliest kind of stuff they put on. Oh, like, bro. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know about Addis because he came early, but I came, like, in a sensible age where I remember everything. And um, shout out Gems, yeah? Um, obviously, that's the... Jeez, big, up. big up, big up. Gems, um, is, that, is that the hostel? Yeah, that's yeah. the hostel, bro. Yeah, tell us about the hostel world. life. Hostel life was peak, I've heard, didn't it? I mean, it depends how you look at it, bro. Yeah. If you're... If you're one of those good boys um, and just put your head down and study, you it, the times will pass, bro. But if you, I was not really a good boy, and it was just not really a good promoting, you know, good advertising myself. But I was a naughty guy, so for me, I was havoc. Yeah. I was painful, man. But um, yeah, it was it was an experience, man. I had loads of whipping, bro. The dosh to learn, and then he the kerisisno learn, and then he 
Cisno. Um, oh my god. Well, Cisno, full pelt. Cisno. Cisno. And then one of the one of the most brutal punishment, I swear to you guys, was um basically if you did, didn't do your homework and fight and you know cause havoc in the in the hostel, they punish you so hard, bruv. In the Biani, um Chisoma, at like four in the morning, bruv, um, and you're butt naked and you're just standing, <laughs> you're standing on, on a drain in a hot like cold water drain. And everybody in the hostel comes up to brush the teeth, polish the shoes. They all look at you, and you like a little, you like a little chicken. Uh, it's <laughs> violation. It's the violation because you're there, you're there, you're there throughout, bro. So the punishment is so peak. Your your friends have brushed the teeth, oh. had their breakfast, gone to school, and come back, and you're still there, bro. <laughs> punishment. <laughs> Nepal really doesn't hold back. Bro, punishment, <laughs> bro. You don't want to repeat that mistake again. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. It's crazy to see how times have changed. Yeah, bro, and and the punishment is for three days or four days, bro. So it's it's brutal because by by the third day or something, you almost make all your promises that you would never ma- make that mistake again, bro. Because obviously, <laughs> like you know, I mean, like it's it's painful, man. And another thing they used to do is they used to put like pebbles, like um, and we had to kneel on it. And then obviously in front of yeah, the teacher, yeah. like, and when you're kneeling on it for a while, bro, it's okay. And then when the teachers are gone, you sort of like get in wow. the out, you know, make a little that hole. Is- <laughs> yeah that's very creative man's again creative with the punishment as well i remember for me especially that like, obviously i went to a very strict school united academy no shout for you unfortunately but <laughs> it was so peak i spoke about you guys uh the, the fact that you know united academy, how strict it wasn't i think the previous episodes uh check that out as well if you want the full thing but i think for me like it was the fact that every day you had to carry so much like i don't know if you went to school and you had like uh, you had like a couple of lessons but there was like two three books for each lesson so your bag was <laughs> by the time you, you got it on the bag is like twice the size of you you're going to school i used to have to climb up a really steep hill and i used to be <laughs> shook every single time going up like if 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 i stacked if i fell like that was it for me like i was gonna just topple down like a snowball going down the mountain um, <laughs> that, that's how you know obvious like, is basically an uncle my dad tells me the same story you know i had mukotti they they knew about this school zano oh you have to do the in... bus now and you can yeah. you know you should be sick i got that in a bag still but it was literally the bag that was how heavy it was if i fell if i if i if i was dropped down on the floor i'd have to get some a mate to just be like oh, yeah, i didn't like i need support to get back up that's how much shit was in the books in the in the bags i mean do you know what I feel like has changed everything? I think, like, reflecting back to, obviously, memories and, like, what we've been through as when we were younger, I think technology's played a big part because now we don't have to carry the books. Everything's in an iPad and everything's in a laptop. So, obviously, times have changed a lot. Um, and we can kind of segue that into the, the subject of social media. How, how do you think social media has changed throughout the years? Because, obviously, you guys have experienced... How was it back then? Did you have like Nokia's, yeah? Nokia's and that. I need to set the picture for the listeners out here, yeah? Abisco was the cool kid on the block. I am telling you. So when you talk about Big Mike, he was not wearing anything. Like, I had the massive Umbro bag with the Velcro that made the loudest noise in the world. He was the just do it. You know, the fashionable The liquid one, the liquid one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The flashy trainers. So, yeah, the whole lifestyle. Oh, yeah, little tie. I remember those. Tie shorter than my guy's hand. Like, the little Is it one. that little bag as well where you can fit everything in your pee? Well, literally. A football, yeah, with the fat like, all your books. 
So he was he was very cool, and that and that transcended into social media as well. So I'll let him talk about his high five uh, stint. Oh gosh, um, yeah. Well, basically, in my in our time, should we say, like old Hazrubas in the point. Um, in our time, there was basically MySpace for the music guys, and, and for any of the social media for all the social media mandems at that time with high five. So obviously, Facebook came later and took over the scene, and things are just not things have gone forward. But then, bro, it was literally high five, and it was not as universal. So like right now, Facebook is like worldwide, and you can add your yeah. lost friends and whatever. And whereas high five was like a, a choice. Nowadays, Facebook's turned into a need, um, where yeah. some people deactivate. Yeah, I've read yeah. some journals where some people deactivate, and they can't help it; they have to reactivate because they're so used to it. Uh, whereas my time for high five was just like you know getting to getting to know meet people and i met some fair good you know good friends for that platform and yeah well you know after that you know you you it's a few phase out and you, you move on to another platform but social media wasn't that big guys so for example mm-hmm. like how you guys uh, are speaking through you know instagram and 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 through you know through spotify and and so forth you, you, <laughs> you're reaching out to a higher audience right now whereas in our time we had msn so if we had, if we're lucky yeah, enough yeah. to have a group and then, you know, someone adds us in a group of 150 people plus and you just put in your link, you just hope that 10% of them or even 50% of them click that link and then carry on listening. So that yeah, was sort yeah, of yeah. way of promoting at that time. So social media has definitely picked up, guys. In 20 exactly. years, it's gone from zero to one. I mean, look how look how, how we survived through lockdown. I mean, without social media, we would have all gone crazy. I mean... We would have lost our minds, in it? But we had. Yeah, it's like it's exactly. like technology. Technology has brought the whole world to people um, through their phones. Like I can find yeah, out what yeah, I'm doing, what I'm doing, like or people. I don't know, like the whole um, stuff happening in America. Like we're not in America, but we only find it out through social media, through Twitter, or through uh, like an Instagram DM or Facebook. You know, so a lot, a lot of people is... see social media as well um, mm. as a way of like keeping up with the world now. So, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, yeah. Anz was saying, you know, like, things that happen in America, literally, within seconds, we'll find out. Mm. Um, when Kobe died, within seconds, it was all over Twitter. Everyone everyone knew what it was. So, I think nowadays, social, me- social media is more to do with, like, you know, keeping up with the world. Yeah, yeah I, I think agree. it plays yeah. a very big, very big factor in um, making change. Like, right now, if we can use social media for the right purposes, like, we've won. You know, it, it was that's the purpose. The, that's was, the thing. Meant. That's the thing. The, the the important part there is for the right purposes. I mean, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. The amount of misinformation I've seen my own friends posting their stories, right? Whether it's whether it's you know um, Churchill yep. said this, whether it's some colonialist said that, whether it's you know quotes that just weren't said in historical times, but paints a very different picture. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get that viral, especially now. Obviously, now a big movement. I'm mm-hmm. happy that movement is taken off in the way it has taken off and, and, and the purpose behind the movement. But my word, there's like fully educated people, doctors even, sharing, you know, mm-hmm. memes and, you know, images with quotes saying Churchill said this, said that. And you can get, you can, you can be led in a very wrong path as quickly as you can be informed and up to date. Mm-hmm. So, it's I, a very, very, that's my mom, very you know? true. <laughs> because um, she sends, you know, that all the WhatsApp threads that, your mum's a part of, so she'll come up to my room, be like, "Oh, Babu, like, don't go outside tomorrow. You know, the police are gonna arrest everyone because of lockdown. This, that, just absolute right. waffle. Just because she read it on you, WhatsApp, she she thinks it's true. You know, you know the one that's making rounds right now is Nepal. My coronavirus will cure us, okay? 
It's the Duanu Pani as well. I saw that, yeah. It's like the Prime Minister is apparently immune to coronavirus because he's been having Duanu Pani since he was young. I read that somewhere on social media. I thought it was Facebook. I mean, I mean, it's down to it's. It's not. It's not do what you believe in it, because like fake news, you're gonna get throughout. Look, for me, I'm. I'm again not gonna play devil advocate, but for me, I think I like the fact that social media because um, I found out Saddam Hussein's death from Facebook. I found out Bin Laden's death from oh, Facebook. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found out most of the attacks, the stabbings oh, bro, from Facebook. Bro, social media. So for me, like obviously, they they have they're massive perks, yeah. Because you know, for example, my parents. They found their long lost friends, you know. They they, they would have never found them had they never been on Facebook. But then yes, you're right. The negative side of social media is it's just the fake news and, and people. Obviously the high influential people, if they write an article and you know you believe them because you know you've been influenced by them. So anything they yeah, say, okay. they have to use their words correctly because obviously it can send a wrong message, for sure. and especially for the young kids. Yeah, to sum it all, I think we're saying like what you need to have is this filter. You have to understand Everything out there is not true. Everything out there is not a reflection of who you are. It's not a reflection of how they are as a person, but have to have this filter to take in only hmm. what by your judgment and the, you know, the judgment of the masses seems reasonable and seems, you know, don't go flying away into some ideas and just exactly. stay, yeah. you know, grounded. Staying grounded yeah. is, is key in it. I, I think it. if you guys few, few, read few resources in it, to, if you're reading about a topic, and you're reading a one-dimensional opinion on it. Read a few other, you know, journals or a few other platforms. And if it comes back to the same, then you, you can tell that the story is more reliable. But if they're all contradicting one another, one stating one figure, one stating the other figure, then you know there's something fishy about it. And then that's when you sort of become mature and, and you know, inspect that. Definitely yeah. done, it's definitely done more good than harm. But if there's yeah, one yeah. thing, takeaway, apply some critical thinking and, you know, there's no AI that's uh, clever enough to filter out all the fake news. So use your own yeah. AI and apply some critical things. Well, talking about Facebook, yeah. I get so many random aunties and, like, some next, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not even being, you know, being aunties, picky, but, like, random aunties and, like, never, ever heard of, like, they're... If they're the aunties, isn't it? Send them to, uh, send them to Obvious. Let's get some names out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so are you talking about friend requests? Oh, yeah, friends request. And even them ones where you see, like, a, a picture of, like, a blonde girl or, a, like, I don't know, a beautiful-looking girl. You click on oh, it and a few pictures down, you just see some next dude in, you know, Africa or, or like, you know, in, in Nepal. <laughs> so I'm like, why did they disguise that picture, bro? I'm like, I'm not going to accept you for that. And you've only got, like, three friends, bro. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to click you. It's probably because of coronavirus as well, isn't it? Everyone's just got uh, the free time, so everyone's on social media now. People are nosy. But, <laughs> but yeah, Boris yeah. Kaka, you it's... know, Boris Johnson, he said after the 15th, a lot of businesses are opening up again. So what does this mean for life after COVID then? Um, what do you guys have in, in mind? Life after COVID. From a That's a big topic, isn't it? Life after COVID. So when is it? 15th, 17th of June? Life after COVID. How is that going to be? You know? So Boris Johnson, like, should we say? What are we saying? It's, it's Boris Kaka. Boris Kaka. Borudai. Borudai. <laughs> can shed light on this because obviously obviously Kada, you you do have a business uh like a well, let's say like a food do you want to promote your business yeah, here? yeah. I, mean, I, mean, oh, I mean yeah i mean obviously i'm i'm, I'm working uh in a, in a family business uh obviously it's the same sort of size as it's, it's a grocery store basically and it's the same size as tesco express um mm-hmm. but anyway i mean what what i've encountered is like for me i don't know what lockdown is because i was working throughout the whole pandemic so I've worked especially harder 
and obviously before the lockdown, it was, well, you can imagine the rush hour, everyone chopping away, running out of toilet papers and you name it. Um, at that time, obviously, for us, you know, employment was something that was important. And, and, and at this point now, as uh, after, after COVID, I'm seeing a lot of people. So from my personal experience, in the beginning, nobody was wearing masks, nobody was wearing gloves, everybody was not keeping the social distancing, everybody was just like, just whatever. And now more and more, but day by day, I see the same people who are laughing about wearing a mask is now all head to toe, look like forensic scientists, bro. So for me, I'm thinking, you know, people have been influenced and, and life after of COVID will be a very, very different life because um, even today in, in my business from, from the Royal Council, we, we've got the stickers, uh, keeping the distance, you know, all the floor maps mm-hmm. and everything. So we have to yeah. comply that every business has that. So that's something yeah. to take mm-hmm. the head. I think it, it would be how different. Do think, how do you think, reflecting back to Nepal, how do you think that's going to be? Because the restrictions are already getting lowered in Nepal. Like, obviously, you might not have that business perspective, but do you think it's going to be havoc or do you think they're going to you know, sort everything out? How do you think that's going to be? Well, in to, Nepal. To be honest, yeah. In Nepal, yeah. I, I think in Nepal it's going to be, I mean, it's a question to me or Addis, but I'll just give it a shot. Um, I think I think in Nepal it will be, obviously, poverty is so high, bro. Um, I've always thought the country is poor, people are rich, but not all of them. And the people who obviously lost jobs, the, 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 the rest of the shops and restaurants that were closed down, they don't have any furlough scheme there. They don't have any government support. So some will close down permanently. Some will lose jobs. Um, and obviously, you know, there are, there are got, there's going to be differences. But on the plus side, though, um, Nepal's got a really low death rate and really low infection rate. So the whole lockdown um, was successful. And Nepal is used to lockdown anyway, you know, the Nepal Bonda and all that. So it's, it was an easy transaction for them. For us, European worlds, we, we was... We panic by it. Nobody in Nepal panic by it because they don't need to because they're used to the, you know what I mean, lockdown, Nepal bonda, Nepal bonda. Randomly, you wake up, bro, you've got a plan. <laughs> you go Nepal, in there. you go Nepal for like two weeks, bro, for three weeks. <laughs> and then here up the Nepal bonda, like, what? That's like, why did they choose that week, bro? Like, I- I'm going to go out, you know what I mean? But I'm just stuck at home. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, you can't go anywhere. Exactly. It's like, like so many things that could go wrong. Because like we've never been in this position before with lockdown. Nepal, you know, over there they don't have you know all the people that are very high up in consultancy analysts. There's no people with the with the information about you know making the graph or making some sort of simulation of how it's gonna play out. So even for us here in the UK, it's so uncertain. We've had Brexit. All of a sudden, we were down on the floor and someone kicked us down even more. Like how do you, you just don't know how you're gonna be when you get up? You're gonna still be able to stand up, or is it gonna be like uh, you're actually injured? I, I, like, the economy, the the economy is definitely crippled, yeah, because three, three, four months of not paying tax, uh, if anything, government themselves paying us, and the, the businesses being yeah. closed down. I mean, Primark lost 133 million a month, so that's a lot of money, and and there's a lot of money being you know lost, I guess, and it will take time. I mean, it's not going to be as bad as 2008. Economy crashed, but yeah. I think it will, it will take time to pick up because yeah. Yeah, just, I, just I guess we're happen. looking. We're looking yeah. at some sort of un- unemployment rise and an employment dip. But I mean, I'm looking forward to certain other things though. Football, football coming back on the 17th. You know, Liverpool. You know, a Liverpool fan in the building. It's coming home. <laughs> Liverpool. Is it coming home? Who, who's a Liverpool fan here? Show it's yourself. Right. <laughs> Come on, man. We had this before lockdown. <laughs> Just well, everyone, well, everyone. Well, to be honest, it's dangerous. It's coronavirus. Null the, null the season. Avoid it, bruv. We don't need the season to finish. You know what I mean? It's dangerous. I mean, the chances of that. Yeah. 
Like, to be honest, scrap the season. You, don't, you guys don't need, need the title, bro. Scrap the season. We start again next year, innit? Yeah. It's a fair, it's a fair agreement. Football's not going to be the same anymore, though, because did you hear, like, obviously there's no crowd, so you're going to be able to hear yeah. all the players shouting. Yeah. Um, bro, literally, you know, they're calling for the ball. It's just not the same. But I heard yeah. they're playing speakers. They're playing sounds. They're playing, like, artificial... <laughs> Yeah, in, in I heard that game, from like FIFA games and stuff. <laughs> they're moving like a Nepali New Year New Year party with that. I swear they have the same thing going Nepali New Year party. I think they've got the speakers with the, with the crowd, everyone cheering, and <laughs> you look behind, everyone just looking like poker face. Everyone just like just, just, have, just, have, just out of interest, who does everyone support? So I support the best team and the most successful team in UK. Man, in Man United. Man United. I second that. Yeah, I second that. See how you wouldn't dare to say Europe. Well, Europe, I mean, that's fine, <laughs> bruv. You, you won the trophy oh. last year, but you still don't want the treble yet, bruv. And you still don't have 20 Barclays Premiership champions, innit? Yeah, to be, honest, happens, to be honest, to be honest, you love who have had an amazing season. They've come, they're already first. They've been first for so long. Second is that we're 18 points behind. Bro, if... They definitely kept that social oh, distancing. Oh, that's, some so, <laughs> that's some social distancing on the table, bro. What kind of... <laughs> 18 <laughs> points. Wow. We warned you guys. Yeah. Social distancing was coming. You know what, guys? Who, who, who do you think on that topic? Who do you think is finishing top four then? Because I think United will sneak in the fourth position. Do you reckon Leicester and Chelsea will maintain the second and third? Do you know what? I haven't even been keeping up with football ever since. Fer- ever since Ferguson left, I've just said bye to football. We had oh, the whole yeah. David Moyes season. We had um, was who's the guy from Holland? Uh, Louis Van Gaal, wasn't it? Yeah, that one. Him as well. Louis yeah. Van Gaal. Yeah, ever man. Since then, I've just stopped watching football. Louis Van Gaal's army, bruv. Them days, isn't it? <laughs> but obviously now, Daily blend. Yeah, we even yeah, bro. And we even had Jose Mourinho. Can you imagine? But when I when did when we got him, yeah, I swear to God, I was buzzing. I felt like already like a champion, bruv. And we did win some trophies. But obviously he just became a rotten apple towards the end, didn't it? But it's just how he's correct. It's his character, isn't it? But United are up and rising, man. We 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 got obviously Chelsea assigned top players, but but United Yeah, are for sure, up, man. The biggest, the biggest benefit right now is City probably looking to get kicked out of European football, so we could kind of creep in here and there. But let's see, let's see how it goes. I think we've got better things to look forward to because you know Liverpool being champions of Arsenal, then I'm looking forward to myself. But what I am looking forward to is getting this jungle off my head, bro. It looks like my sideburns. They look like <laughs> they look like Don Seco Domara right now, literally <laughs> overflowing. You know how annoying it is when when the sideburns literally. They're, they're overlapping and they're overflowing into your ears. That little feeling that there's hair on top of your ears. Oh, oh. I mean, that's what I, had to, I had to give myself a trim for that, man. I just had to give myself a self-trim. <laughs> Shave I've, been, I've, been, I've been looking at a lot of YouTube videos trying to cut my own hair, bruv. Like, literally, they make it look easy, innit? But I don't know if I'm ready Bro, for that. you got to do it once during quarantine, man. Now's the time. That's the thing. I, could, I should have done it in the beginning yeah, where, where I don't need to go out. Now, everyone's coming out, bruv. So, this is probably not the right time. But yeah. I heard, I heard though, June, June, sorry, July, the second week of July, all the barbers yeah. and restaurants were open in it. So we still got. Are you, are you yeah. guys gonna get your trim straight away? I'm gonna let the barbers, you know, warm up their hands again, test out yeah, other people, yeah. get the skin fade back, and then I'm gonna go in, get my skin fade, and I'm then away, I'm away. go yeah. from there. Girls as well. They're Girls, gonna, gonna be, I think they're about. They're gonna be epically yeah, busy. Anyway. About, they're gonna have non-stop yeah. customers, man. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, the females. All the, the girls building. at the nail nail salons. <laughs> exactly. Getting the manic manicure, pedicure, and yeah, we saying, should we should we go there as well? I need to get that, bro. Get a little spa day treatment. <laughs> I need a massage, bro. Asap. Bro, my, my I'll, mom's. I'll second that. 
my mom's opening the salon next uh, I think in like about a week and a half I'll, I'll send you some deets in it give you a discount code obviously she I'll give you the pedicure on top how's that <laughs> could definitely do with a massage bro I did a Thai massage in, in Spain man Ooh. it was one of the best experience but I knocked out bro free I, I literally don't remember half of it because I was so in, in a That's zone a okay. <laughs> talking about things knocking talking about things being knocked down like you lot, <laughs> you lot been seeing that the statues dropping. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, very crazy subject. Yeah. Um. I so I am pro removal of statue. Now yeah. I've had debates yeah. with people saying the method in which they you know removed it basically is is vandalism. So should we have gone through a more like democratic route? Um. Is is usually the counter argument I get. But for me, I've seen petitions on since, you know, almost a decade ago to get statues removed and they've just remained as petitions. Right. So until you take disruptive action, I don't think anything, um, any change is going to be brought about. And after that one statue, it's had a proper, you know, domino effect. Now you see other, I think Tower Hamlet. Mm-hmm. It was you know, yeah. one of the London exactly. councils, as well as the- Britain. If the statues aren't being removed, at least a, a serious conversation is being had. So I think they've they've even started talking about the ch- removing Churchill and Gandhi statues as well. So mm-hmm. you know it leads to the question: Where do you draw yeah. the line? No, I think I, I think the difference the, the difference is like getting rid rid of a statue is okay in terms of like if they are representing something negative, they might be sort of for example Winston Churchill. You know he he, he saved UK from the World War Two. So he's a positive side but then he also said like you know um you know white people are superior and black people are not superior mm. so so you look at the two sides and obviously oh, the guy the, the collins <laughs> fella the one the one from uh, yeah winston churchill yeah well the collins oh, fella no. from uh, from from bristol he's obviously in, in he was responsible oh, for yeah. migrating yeah. Mil- thousands of, of slaves and then twenty thousand being thrown in the sea um, because they were dead um, so and you can't honor that you know a black person or, or ethnic minority walking past that reading that yeah. no for I so what I do believe in uh, is removing the statue altogether but taking mm-hmm. it to a, a museum um, where, where where people can be educated because history yeah. can't be erased in it but it, it can be learned and that's the only way we mm-hmm. can get better but for having a statue that's there a, when he's he very he very fair way to look at it definitely yeah um it's it's Negative. like what what she said it was perfect like it was a brilliant point how do you draw the line because i've heard obviously kati sark i don't know if you guys are familiar with it in in greenwich there's a museum where this a big old ship is is their showcase it recently got burnt down and they spent millions of pounds to rebuild that ship and it's like a, it obviously generates a lot of money but it's actually a slave ship it represents it symbolizes all of the kind of oppression that in some ways it does all of the stuff that um black people face so i just i think bro, i think you might have an opinion on this where do you draw the line like that question how do we tackle that like kati sark yeah with something like this right where it's where it's not a literally a living thing i think where it where it's the consequence of a person's action the outcome of you know colonialism slave trade etc you can't really, I don't see much value in erasing that because, you know, again, where do you draw the line? Because we're all the beneficiary of, you know, colonialism. We all have a luxurious, right, uh, luxurious um, lifestyle because of the riches made during, during, um, 
during the whole British Empire. So, you know, if you're going to start, if you're going to start closing down and you know uh, ripping off ships, then you've got to rip off a lot of other things. So those things don't have soul; they can't speak for themselves. They they are an outcome of a lot of the bad things that happened in the past. The people, though, yeah. they have souls. Mm-hmm. They spoke yeah. fully conscious with their minds uh, over systematic uh, racism. So for yeah. someone like that, we can't glorify. Like mm-hmm. Abby said, nail on the head, put them in a museum, give it the right context, help people learn. But the moment you make it a, stat- a statue and put it on a pedestal, you're immediately glorifying. There's more glorification there than there is education. No one stands outside of a statue on a street to learn about the history, right? It's, hey, this guy must have done something amazing to be here. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. have a statue of Prithvi Nayansar in Nepal, uh, a superior king who made Nepal who he is now. And he's obviously standing For on sure. a horse with a, with a number one pointed up. And every time I, 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 well, I go Why past not? that, I go past that statue, I get chills, bro, because I feel like he he gave the, the Nepal the identity. So that's something that you look forward to. That's something that should be, embraced and, and loved not someone who is responsible of 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 being involved in slave slavery and and, and just being unfair you know unequal and mm-hmm. and yet yeah, to, to add to that Addis's point obviously everybody um you can't remove everything you can't remove you can't burn the ship down you can't remove all the statues because the british empire was was formed through racism yeah they stole hundreds and hundreds of millions from india and, and so forth around the world so it's the only thing I say is the ones who are directly involved in slavery, directly involved in trading of black people and even Indians and, and minorities, um, they're the ones that shouldn't be glorified. They should be removed. So the, the, the fella in, in Oxford University at the moment, everyone's petitioning, he also needs to be removed because he has a very bad history of, of slavery as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, I totally agree. The, the Kaisak is a very, very debatable subject because, like, in the one hand, it is a landmark, in it. So when I'm, whenever I'm speaking to my boys, I'm like, "Yo, meet me at Kaki Sark," or like, or like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, like this is a big landmark. People, people from abroad come to the to the maritime, go to Kaki Sark." So, is removing that because it's linked to slave trade? Uh, when I'm with my boys, I'm like, "Yo, meet me on the Churchill." Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. It's, it's mad, you know. Just adding to Kaki Sark, there's actually my my cousin used to work in a restaurant in that in that area and she used to tell me like when you go lower ground and as you go to the cellar point she couldn't go any further down because that was it was prohibited by the council and that was where people got buried um so so underneath katisar you just basically loads of sort of dead bodies fun fact (laughs) next time you link your boys think about that (laughs) and obviously (laughs) racism is a huge topic right now and it's finally getting the media attention that it deserves and it's just Mm -hmm. unfortunate that it's taken so long to do this but, um, you know, OBS, and myself have been working hard to get some facts and we've put up a post on our Instagram on addressing anti-black racism to Asian parents. So definitely give that, like, you know, check that out. And we've also recently just uploaded, um, you know, moving away from racism, but still sticking to the discrimination bit where we've started talking about casteism and how, you know, how Dalits are treated in Nepal and recently how Dalits were killed. Two, two tragedies in one day. Mm. Yeah, obviously, if you want to give For a sure. brief description about what Dalits are and actually what's actually yeah, so, going on. So in the in the whole Indian subcontinent, the Asian, South Asian subcontinent, which kind of comprises of all of us Hindu, predominantly Hindu guys, uh, and 
I'm not really sure if the Sikh culture has the same thing, but predominantly the Hindu guys, we, we guys and girls, we have basically a system, a hierarchy, which kind of uh, separates different sets of people into caste, which is based on your surname, something you've inherited. It's never been your fault. You never got to choose. You're born into it. And because of that, you have certain rights. You, you get to um, be in certain functions around certain people, do certain things. And some of the stuff is very, very horrific. Like I've seen, I heard about someone being killed just because he rid, he was riding a horse on his wedding day or he was sitting down cross-legged. Mm. So obviously all of us, we all have a feel for what that is like, innit? Casteism. And we, we know about this, don't we, all of that? Yeah, I think that's a topic for a further discussion and probably a much more in-depth discussion because that is a very, very important topic that we want to cover. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just think caste is okay. I mean, is 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 people are come from different hierarchy and and it it does it's not fair what happened a few weeks back. But I think with time it is phasing out. So you know, if we go back to our grandfather age, the caste was very important and it's a no-go zone. But now there's a lot of blend in 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 culture, so I think I think yeah. we, in time it's going to be more and more acceptable, more and more uh, durable, mm. should we say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Two, um, quick, things, two quick things on caste, right? Um, I'll make it real quick. In fact, one quick thing on racism. Mm. I've seen so many people being quite unkind to people not being overt and calling out, you know, you know, vocally being supportive of you know BLM and all these movements. I think let's not be unkind. Different Google. people have different ways of contributing. Someone might exactly. educate themselves, educate their parents, but not feel confident or courageous enough to share a post. They're not, you know, beneath exactly. anyone. They're not worse. No, I than definitely anyone. agree. Different people have different ways to vocalize and to internalize. Let's respect that. Yeah. Two on casteism. Exactly. Um, I think there was an interesting poll put out by I forgot who. I think it was Hummer Insight. Big up to them. Um, it was it has does cast unite us more or separate us more? And I think for me, it's unite us more. But I saw you know there was a small vote to say sorry. For me, I think separate more, but there was a small vote to say unite us more, and that's interesting. I'm yet to meet someone that genuinely believes that, but that was an interesting insight. I don't know if you guys Ooh. fall in that category. Yeah, um, yeah, different people, different man. Um, someone who was going through a tough time might have had a you know hand reached out to them by someone of a similar cast and that i you know and that other person might have identified that person because you know they saw a surname they that became that 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 reason to help someone yeah. out and someone going through that experience right of course would say it, i do agree uh, i do agree um and obviously we, we one thing i love myself um what well, something i learned when i was working is uh, and and going for uni is just the the art of you know talking about solutions more than the problem as well. And I wanted to give this like I know we're kind of running tight on time. We're hitting that fifty one mic, won't it? But just something for the listeners to take home and just maybe think about. And maybe we can talk about this in one of our lives as a solution. Imagine if the lower caste people labeled as Dalits right now who have lots of surnames. Let's say I know surname Bishop Karma. Imagine if they Obviously, there's a tendency of changing your surname to something else. Imagine changing your surname. Obviously, it does hold a lot of identity, but it means for your later, for your for your for the generation to come, they are not going to face the discrimination because they're going to it's going to be changed from Bishop Karma to something else which isn't seen in the same stigma. So, guys, have a think about that. Maybe, guys, you should probably discuss that in a live, innit, or on our next yeah, episode. Yeah. 
because uh, this one, I guess, it's been fun. It's been it's been uh, it's been good to see you yeah, two guys, the veterans. Nice. It's, it's, thank you for having us, guys. Thank you for having us. Just before we wrap this up, I just um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Obvious normally does like a Nepali word that's I don't know like funny, and he teaches <laughs> us a new Nepali word oh, at the end bro. of each episode. So do any one of you guys, maybe, you know, one word from each Ooh, each one of you. Do you guys have one. a word for us? I've got one, but I think you guys know it. Go for it. Do we know, I mean, what, do we know what a quino is? A quino? quino. Yeah. It's an elbow, isn't it? It's an elbow. Sweet. Yeah, knee. Uh, <laughs> knee, knee, knee. Oh, knee. Okay. No, it's knee, not. Knee. I'm pretty sure. Quino's like elbow. Quino's elbow, bro. Is it elbow? We're gonna have to get a fact check. I'm definitely sure. I mean, Gora is your knee, bro. Yeah, no, Gora, Gora is your knee. Gora is your knee. Quino is your elbow. I'm sure it is, but I don't know. Don't don't call me on that. What about you, Obiskar? Do you have a word for us? Uh, you guys will probably be able to know it, but do you guys know what Sangorsa means? Sangorsa. Yeah. <laughs> slightly, the, slightly. The, the way he said, you guys will probably is know. It, is it real? And then just drops the mad word. You guys guessing it? <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm just something that sprung out of my head, isn't it? Songorsa. Does it mean real? Songorsa. It's, it's sounds like something to do with that like, music, like song. No, no, no. So, someone, someone said it earlier. So it's, it's, it's something within the lines of, of struggles, isn't it? Like songorsa. Oh. So, so when you're coming in the UK, you have to do songorsa. A lot of sacrifices and few face new challenges. So you know, like wow. for example, like. Someone in Nepal would be like, uh, throw songs or London Pugio, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, no, 100%. There we go. I don't even, even know I knew that word I'm back in my head, but yeah. <laughs> On that note, guys, should we call this an episode? Yeah, yes, man. Yeah. We can. It's been a lot thank of fun. Thank you again, guys, for having us. Uh, yeah, thank you so time. much, guys, for thank having us. For and coming. just before we actually put that red button and click it, we're just going to say a uh, two way invitation to both you guys for something we're going to be doing very soon we're going to be doing an annual conference to gather in every single guest that has been on an episode and have mm-hmm. some sort of a conference that's cool amazing. or have that's, a, that's really you know, we're, we're going to be branching out to the videos and um big up Auskada for the inspiration on this idea and obviously we'd love to see both you guys there and as well as angela from episode number two um so sorry episode number three so we'll see you guys there we see you guys on youtube and look out for us and on that note, on that bombshell. Thanks for again. Thanks for having us, guys. And obviously, you you guys keep up your hard work. And me and Addis will be the wing guys, always there to sort of support, and encourage you guys. Keep up the good work, guys. Keep up the good work. We feel like we feel like uh, Andy's trying to say goodbye. We just never get to the, get <laughs> At to the, the door, innit? Yeah, we just can't actually end it. <laughs> they say goodbye, goodbye. Well, that oh, they're outside. They're starting a new conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. On that bombshell, join us, pal. Join us, join us, join us, yeah, man. <laughs>